Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. Time for some of the news that didn't make the news. The 10 biggest decisions we make in our lives. Also, rich people think they're better at stuff than they are, but that confidence actually helps them out. It's Tuesday, the 21st of May of 2019. We're Jeff and Jen and... Here it is, your news that didn't make the news on Cincinnati's Q102. All right, let's start with the biggest decision. What's the biggest or hardest decision you've ever had to make in your life? Uh, They asked 2,000 adults, and the majority agreed that having kids was the number one answer. And I don't think people realize what a big decision that is until after they've had them. Correct. Because would you agree that it is far more difficult, far more work, and far more exhausting than you ever could have imagined prior to having them? Yes. You only had to tell me once. (laughs) I took your word for it. I had this misconception that it was like going to be, and this is nothing against Scott, but I had this conception that like it was going to be this fair thing. Like we're going to be 50-50 parents, like, you know. But it, and it's not Scott. It's like our kid just chooses me a lot more because I'm mom that I just have to, all these other things that I have to do. And for me, I'm like, I thought I was going to have time to like fold all the laundry and do a lot of stuff because <laughs> she would be playing with daddy. Yeah. And in reality, like sometimes she just doesn't want to hang out with him. And you have help. Yeah. It's yeah, hard. You've got your mom and you've got oh, yeah. even all I mean, that going on for you. It's, it's still hard. Absolutely. Yeah. It's way harder and more exhausting. So imagine if you don't have the resources for the help and you don't have someone to share that responsibility with. Oh, yeah. With. I have no idea how people do it. Yeah. And I think that's why so many women get closer to their own mothers once they have children because they have a whole newfound respect for just what all their mom went oh, through yeah. raising them. I feel like I was a really, really good daughter and I still am like, I'm so sorry for all of the things that I did. <laughs> and the other thing that I think that happens is when, you know, when you're... When you don't have kids and your friends start having kids, you, as the non-child, the child-free person, you get a little pissed at your other friends because it's like, well, they never call me anymore. They never spend any time with me anymore. They're this and this and this all because they went and had a baby. And then you have the baby and you're like, oh, I was a little hard on them. Yeah. (laughs) Now I understand why they didn't have so much time for me anymore. There's a lot of there's a lot of awakenings that happen once you become a parent. I've oh. actually had parents say, "How come you never come around anymore?" Well, because you just seem really busy and you look like you got your hands full, and you know you've we've asked you out a couple times and you've said no, and you know it's okay, we get it, 
But I've actually had other parents say, we need you. Like, we need the time. Like, we still need to stay connected to our friends. And oh, yeah. yes, we're going to have to pass on this, that, or the other thing sometimes. But don't you know, stop asking. We us. still need adult mm-hmm. time. That's really yeah. important. And that's the thing, too, that goes away almost immediately. It's like people ask you to do stuff. And because you have to say no five times in a row, they stop asking you, and then you don't get invited to anything. Right. And you see all these people doing stuff, and you're like, remember when you used to invite me, and now you don't? It's because you have a baby. Do you think it would have been easier if you would have had Penelope when you were 23 or 24? No, I don't, because I think financially and mentally, I'm the in a better spot. The- yeah. Like, I think the lack of sleep would have probably been the easier part about the it. The energy piece. Yeah. When you're like 23, 24 and doing this job and raising a kid, I think the lack of sleep part wouldn't have affected me as much. But at this age, you feel more equipped. Oh, I do. 100%. Yeah. Mm. And it's all because of financials, because, I mean, it, they've expensive. very Pizza. expensive. Yeah, right. And it's little stuff that you don't think about, like $200 for ear drops and getting ear tubes or, you know, antibiotics. Right. <laughs> you know, kids had so many ear infections, right? I didn't. And that's the stuff they don't tell you. I was talking to a friend of ours. I was like, because our kids started daycare and people told me like, oh, she's going to be sick. And I'm like, all right, I got it. So, you know, your kid is sick for a week and then they start feeling better. And then the next day you start feeling like crap. Right. So it's like this vicious cycle of it's not one week of sickness. It's four weeks by yes. the time everybody in the household because goes through dad it. gets oh, it. Man. You get it. Your kid gets it. And then grandma gets it. And then the kid starts with something else. Oh. Mm. Oh. That's the stuff they don't really tell you about very often. Yeah, suppose, so supposedly, eventually, your immune system's going to build up where you never get sick. Because I always used to marvel at Kristen how she could have a house yeah. full of sick kids, and me included. And she just always seems to be healthy. That's not to say that she never gets sick, but it's... Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now so rare for her yes and that's what we're hoping too like by sending penelope to daycare at a younger age around two i'm hoping that by the time that she gets to kindergarten preschool that she's already built up some of these antibodies and immunities to certain things Hmm. uh the number two biggest decision that most adults make in their lives besides having kids that was number one getting married is number two another one i don't think people realize what a commitment that is no uh a big move to a new home i thought this was weird number four is learning to drive i don't know maybe that's a city thing uh when to retire that's another big one that came in at number five don't want to do it too early but don't want to wait too long that's right. Uh, buying property with your significant other. Deciding to break up when you're in a serious relationship. These are heavy. That's hard. Sure. Because you don't want to see it end and you care a lot about that person. Absolutely. But it's sometimes, a, you know, you maybe. just got to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, figuring out how to save or spend your money. Getting a divorce. 
and quitting a job. And a few more that just missed the top ten are getting a pet, quitting smoking. I know Natalie's dealing with that right now. She's been talking a lot about that publicly and what a challenge that is for her and deciding whether or not to go to college. Oh, and let's not forget changing careers, too. Oh, yeah. Midway through life. A lot of those decisions are like knowing that you want to do it, like move to a new home or change careers or it's like, you know, you're getting divorced. You know, you want to do it. It's the getting it done part, like the actual following through on the desire to do it. They also found ah. that the age when we make the most pivotal choices in life, you know, for some it's older and for others it's younger, but the average age that you make the most pivotal choices in life is around the age of 28. It's when you really start to feel the weight of adulthood. (laughs) Sounds about right. I'm surprised that taking care of your parents didn't make that list. Like in, what do you do? What do you do? What was higher up on that list? I know things are about to get interesting for me. I think my parents are going to be moving here at least part-time. Yeah. In the next year or two. Yeah, hopefully that'll... Make it easier. Yeah, that's for all three of us. Mm-hmm. As you know, I'm it. I think about those kids, too, that you were talking about, like, deciding not to go to college. I know that's a huge thing among, like, high schoolers because I think the challenge is, is, like, you always feel like I'm supposed to go to high school and then I have to go to college and then I have to do a career. And I think that that's a challenge because, you know, a lot of people aren't looking at trades, in the world. Because and there's a huge shortage in those positions. And there is. And you can make a lot of money and become an amazing Do well. individual mm-hmm. by selecting not to go to college. I mean, it's, it genuinely is not for everyone. It's not for everybody. It is not. And think about the money and the commitment that you would be putting into going to college. if, And you know it's not for you. And then you have all of that debt. But I'll have a degree in philosophy, Fritz. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, listen. Uh, nothing <laughs> I mean, wrong with that. If you, if you can I, make a, find yeah, a way to make a living with it. Exactly. And I went to, a uni- and I went to, to NKU and I loved going to the university and I loved school and learning was 100% for me. But you have to realize like as a parent and as, as an individual, sometimes it is just not the right choice. I'd agree. Mm. I'd go back, if I could go back, I'd go learn a trade. Yeah. I mean, all the people I've got to know in the construction world, they're like, man, I just need a guy to do molding. I can't find anyone. I'll pay him 80 bucks an hour. I just Plumbing. need to get him. Yeah. Any all of that, that stuff. Yeah. All of that. Mm-hmm. Painters. Yep. Cosmetology. All trades. Mm-hmm. Also this morning, if you're wondering how morons with money somehow keep falling backwards into even more money, here you go. <laughs> a new study out of the University of Virginia found wealthy people, wealthy people, tend to think they're better at stuff than they actually are. Now, we're not, I'm not dogging wealthy people. You know, it's actually, there's actually a scientific explanation for this. Overconfidence is a common trait amongst wealthy people. Mm-hmm. And that overconfidence actually helps them because it comes off as competence during interviews. So they tend to get hired for the better jobs. And they're fearless. You know, if, they're, if they believe in themselves so highly, then they're not afraid of failure. So they just keep plugging away. 
Yeah. Plug it away and plug it away. I mean, how many times? How uh, There used to be a time where I had this belief that everybody that made a lot of money had to be really, really smart. Right. And then I got to know some people who made a lot, a lot of money and realized they aren't necessarily that bright. Mm-mm. And I, I just can remember that light bulb going off in my head. Well, if they can make that kind of money and they're not that bright, there might be hope for me. <laughs> it's so true, though. Someday. How do I make that happen? Yeah. Show me. Show me, rich, not so smart person. What did you do to make it happen? Gives us all hope. I know. <laughs> I heard somebody say, we were talking about uh, these, you know, super expensive pieces of art that just, you know, to some look ridiculous and sometimes they're just showpieces more than anything else and the comment was made some people have more money than sense i'd like to be one of those people i would love to be one of those people. <laughs> the researchers say that this also helps explain how class hierarchies perpetuate from one generation to the next or in other words how rich people's idiot kids manage to also get rich when they can barely tie their shoes yeah how about that because yeah. they just that's just what they know Right. By the way, this is kind of crazy. I guess in theory, we're supposed to wear yoga pants to do yoga. Which is just weird. But now people are wearing them everywhere, and apparently that has led to a new trend. Liposuction is up. And a lot of the experts think it's because of yoga pants. People are getting it wet on their thighs and their hips and their Yeah, butts. but I thought yoga pants were supposed to make you look good no matter what shape you were in. Oh, well, no, no, it depends. No, that's not true. According to the British Association of Aesthetic Plastic Surgeons, lipo went up 12% in the UK from 2017 to last year. And in the US, it also went up 5%. I mean, if you have a nice butt and thighs in that whole area... Yoga pants will accentuate that and really make you look amazing. What if I have a really prominent spare tire? Yeah, so we'll accentuate will that as well. Yoga pants make that look amazing? No, no but you'll be really comfortable. <laughs> oh. And I have a really flat butt. Like, I don't have a butt at all. And it does not. People are like, oh, my God, I love my butt in yoga pants. And I'm like, no, mm. it's not for everybody. Mm. Uh, one expert says the rise comes at a time, the rise in liposuction comes at a time where a fashion trend for women in athleisure clothing, athleisure. Oh, I love that. Showing what kind of physique you have rather than covering it up. I've coined my own new term for fashion. I decided I'm going to start once I move out to the farm, I'm going to start my own fashion line of clothes. Agra chic. Agra chic. Agra chic. Really? What I is want that? To, well, cool, fun, little denim, bright clothes that you wear when you live on a farm. I know. I was wondering if when you moved to the farm, you were going to give up the leggings and go with overalls oh, from now on. No, because you know? I'm not going to be knee deep in the actual farming piece of it all. You know, we pay people to do that. We just get the greens. <laughs> You're not going to be up there picking up. No, That's not the most no. truthful thing I've heard you say no. all week. <laughs> no. I missed it. That's What'd she say? Purpose. Don't be stupid. I'm not going to be in the dirt. I might, though. I don't know. They've. It, I mean, I can be if I want to be. There are people up there that are planting herbs, and they have their own flats, and they're doing things. But who knows, once I get up there, what I want to do. But, I mean, I want cute clothes if I'm out running around with the sheep or walking through the woods.
Right. Agri-chic. Agri-chic. I can't wait to see what this looks like. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's agri-chic. Yeah. Come to my little shop where I'm selling agri-chic. You start integrating hats into this, you know, because oh, you yeah. spend a lot of time outside. You, you have to cover have up. gardening hats with big enough brims to cover, you know, the I, back of my neck and things. I'm envisioning you on tractors <laughs> and like holding a shovel yeah, and like working with the animals when you're describing this. But I know you're just going to be driving around with a golf cart on rims. It's going to be <laughs> a golf cart <laughs> or a Kubota. It could be a Kubota. You definitely need to get some overalls. Oh, the, yeah, the cute. They're coming back. You yeah, know. you have to incorporate that somehow. I used to wear those guest overalls all the like time. Maybe like an overall romper. Yeah, oh, that would be fun with flowers <laughs> on it, with a print. It's going to have to have a print. I just want to see you in those in, in print overalls with a straw hat and go full on hee haw style. Oh, God. But it would be chic. I promise. Farm chic. <laughs> Agri chic. Agri chic. what it is. Agri chic. Hmm. Coming to Warren County. In 2020. <laughs> fall, not, fall 2019. <laughs> One one, Cordula swings and fouls it off towards the broadcast booth, and I make the catch on the foul ball. I am very proud of myself. I hope somebody got video of that, as I caught it on the fly, and it's a one-two count. Boy, am I impressive! What a play by me. That uh, that actually happened. A baseball broadcaster was cover- covering an Atlantic League game in New Jersey last Wednesday. Uh, that's a small pro league with eight teams. And he had to do play-by-play of an actual foul ball that he caught himself as it came up into the broadcast <laughs> booth. It's pretty that's wild. Funny. Yeah, here one, it is one. again. Cordula swings and fouls it off towards the broadcast booth. And I make the catch on the foul ball. <laughs> I am very proud of myself. I hope somebody got video of that. As I caught it on the fly. Wow. And it's a one-two count. That's pretty good. Oh, I love it. Kept his composure the whole thing. Mm Mm-hmm. What are you supposed to do? Uh, Hey, what what if everything that we know about time is wrong? Now, there are uh, quite a few conspiracy theorists. And historians as well, some of whom have questionable credentials, for what Mm -hmm. it's worth, who say this might not be the year 2019. It might actually be 1722. Okay. Walk me through the math. All right. Some say that the period between the 8th and 11th centuries are poorly documented. In other words, the chronology doesn't add up. And it seems like there are too many inconsistencies for it to really be 300 years. So the 100 years war was really just two months or something something like that? The feeling is they somehow miscounted. In the 1500s, the Pope switched from the Julian calendar to the Gregorian calendar. And that threw everything off. And it's possible some time could have disappeared in the process. Now, one of the leading voices of the It's Actually 1722 camp say the documents from the 7th through 10th century appear to be forged. So they're alleging that none of it was real. Now, for what it's worth, the majority of historians reject all of this. But it is still kind of fun to speculate about it, you know? Yeah. That's going to be tough to remember to write on checks. (laughs) I know. 
I still find myself writing 2018 every now and then. I mm-hmm. actually had to write a check yesterday. I can't tell you the lie. I had I struggled to find the checkbook. Right, even know where it is. I don't I even ordered, know. I ordered checks in April. I'm already halfway through my second book. Oh, really? Wow. Who are you writing checks yeah. to? Painter. Contractors. Painters. Oh, yeah. they don't have Venmo? No. No. <laughs> no. Have you seen their vans? It was so funny. This person I had to write a check to, I was like, do you guys have Venmo? And she goes, just write a check. I go, what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for credit cards, like utilities, things like that, you know, we'll do the automatic payment for the most part. They've gotten better now where it's pretty easy, but I'll get a bill from someone who I'm probably never going to get a bill from again or who I hardly ever get a bill from. And, you know, they want me to go in and create an account and set up a password and go through all these steps. Like, no, I'm just going to write a check and pay and send it. This is dumb. So I keep the checkbook on hand. Yeah. How do you even reorder them? You have to go to your bank. Mm-hmm. Literally, there's like a reorder one. You just tear it, you drop it off at the teller, and it's in the mail in two days. Oh. It's the easiest thing. There we go. Yeah. Thanks for the info. <laughs> Boom. I know. Yeah, I, I'm surprised that you don't ever have a circumstance where you can't pay online. I honestly, I don't. Especially with all the things you got with Penelope and everything. I know, and all but the different everybody, doctors. like the daycare, you can pay. They have a credit card thing. Mm. Yeah, Half I the time, I can't even get into these because, you know, they make you change your password every three months or six months. And I'm like, I, who cares if somebody hacks this account? Like, I, I just don't do enough business with these folks that it's even going to matter. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. I, all the doctor visits and stuff, you can do my chart and you can pay right online that way. Mm-hmm. No. They've made the world so easy. <laughs> but also confusing when you pay some things online and some things with paper. If you're not really organized with your thing. Yeah. <laughs> and you've gone paper. When you've gone paperless, it's sometimes if you don't pay when you get the email right away, it's easy to forget. And I also think I have set myself up at uh, a relationship with a particular bank that I do almost all of my stuff through them. Do you know what I mean? Oh, they pay your bills. No, no. I'm saying like if my account, like, so I have my bank account, but I don't have like multiple credit cards. I have a one credit card and the credit card is through my bank. I see. I don't so, know how you survive. With just but it also has screwed me, me because when my credit crazy. card was stolen yeah. and the bank didn't send me one for like two weeks, I'm like, how am I surviving without a credit card? So did, then did you have to pay cash for gas and I did. all of that? And I, I do have a debit card that's connected to the, cre- okay, well, that's uh, like the account, but I don't like using it. I don't know why. I have found. I don't get points. With a, <laughs> with a local health care provider here, I have found that when I try to pay them online, I end up getting a bill from them anyway that does not reflect what I paid them online. Yeah. And I forget about it, of course, because I can't keep track and I end up paying it and it just becomes a bigger mess. So I figure for regular, like for things that I get billed for every month, I'll do those online. But for the ones that are sporadic and require setting up an entire account, it's easier for me to keep track of where my money's going if I physically write out the check. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.